We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. got Mr. Perry Yee with us today, Aaron. Yeah, Perry's a good dude. He goes, uh, former SEAL, has a great organization, uh, great stuff. Looking forward to talking to him. Perry, you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me on. <clears throat> you belong here, right? You got a lot to talk about, especially about <laughs> active valor. How much time do you got? No, whatever you want. I know a fight's going on right now, but you're, oh, you're first come, first serve. So, uh, yeah, you take precedence now. That's what uh, DVRs are for. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So uh, bring us up to speed. Your background, your, tell us what you were doing in the Navy. Yeah, so I enlisted in the Navy back in January of 2005. Um, I did six years active duty and went through um, Navy SEAL training back in 2006. Um, started with class 259, finished with class 262, ended up being assigned to SEAL Team 7, which is located out here in San Diego, and um, spent about four years with the SEAL teams and got out of the military in 2000, 2011. Um, and so since then, I kind of had a hard time with my transition, like a lot of veterans do, uh, mainly kind of just finding my place in life and uh, kind of finding a new identity, being outside of the service and bounced around from job to job every year for multiple years and just not finding anything I was passionate about. And um, that kind of led us to where we are today, which I'm sure we'll get into quite a bit. And you're married? Yes. Yep. Married. We're just about to hit our two year here at the end of August. Congratulations. Kids. Thank you so much. No kids. Not yet. We have a, uh, we have a dog. <laughs> what, what breed? <laughs> uh, we, uh, uh, Husky. All right. So he was, he was mine before their relationship. So took him a little bit to get used to the new lifestyle, but you now he's loving life now. He's got a good life here. You're still in San Diego, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's your weather out there right now? Um, let's see. It is 11 o'clock, and it's already in the 80s here. We're up in North County, San Diego. Um, it's a little in, in a little bit inland, so it gets a little warmer than on the coast. <laughs> I love how you say already. Already in the 80s. <clears throat> it's 11 o'clock yeah, here in Vegas, and it's already 100. Vegas. <laughs> I can't complain too much. We still got to breathe. <laughs> you get uh, humidity in San Diego, though, that Vegas doesn't get. Um, not, not a lot, to be honest. No, it's not that bad, especially coming from the East Coast. I mean, humidity isn't really that bad of a thing here. All right. A couple times would... I was there. I forget what area, but there's like a low dip in San Diego. It was it gets hot, real hot there. I think is it um, is it San Clarita? No, not San Clarita. I forget the the area, though. Um, I mean, here in San Diego County, it doesn't get that bad. I mean, it, it's been in the 90s, um, at least kind of uh, on the, the coast here. But, um, yeah, it used to be a little further inland to hit the hundreds, like uh, probably like a like Santee area, Alpine area, places like that. What were you about to say, Aaron? Oh, I was going to ask you how the humidity was going over there on your side of the world. Uh, it's intense. <laughs> um, not bad with going outside. We had four days worth of rain, which was really good. Um, I, I believe I told you earlier, um, 
you know, here out in a garden state, especially when you have property, it takes a lot of water to maintain that grass and all those plants. So it, it was nice to have a four day break because I was watching my water bill go up and up <laughs> and up. And we're only in July. We haven't even hit, you know, East Coast August yet. That's the one. That's the only thing I miss from back east. I miss the rain quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the afternoon thunderstorms. Oh, they're wonderful. I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed these four days. I was like, I was so energized by the rain, no BS. I actually got a bucket, filled it up with some pine saw, got a rag, and I just started cleaning all my baseboards and everything in the house doing some spring cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) But the rain sometimes does that. And then you know, hey, it's still raining. It still feels, you know, gloomy outside. I'm going to hit the couch now, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I'm jealous. (laughs) <laughs> same here mm-hmm. well hey you guys can always make your way out to visit or when i come on out i'll, I'll be sure to bring the weather with me yeah, bring it on over you ever notice that happens you ever have family or friends come out and all of a sudden it seems like your weather patterns change and something would... it's guaranteed yeah because yeah, they come out they come out for a vacation <laughs> here to get the sun and the beaches and yeah. you know it's it's the one week where it's all overcast <laughs> and cold oh so um Took a look on your, or I'm on your Instagram right now, and um, it's one of the one of the best profiles I've seen of someone such as you and of your caliber. Uh, every photo tells a story. Your videos tell a story, and um, there's really uh, a lot of consistency to your messaging of what you want people to know um, between your personal life. The military, there's a lot of balance here. Was that your goal and your purpose for businesses and and um, sponsors and and people, whether it be personally with Active Valor, that you were seeking to have something solid here so that people uh, got a better understanding of you and what you're about? Uh, I mean, with with our our business, um, with the nonprofit, it were a very visual company you know um like i said i'm sure we'll we'll get a deep dive into you know what our our message really is but um it's it's really hard to tell our story without individuals and you know when you get into what we do as an organization and the communities that we're we're trying to help or do the best we can um you know they're they're really the ones that have the stories and we try to do our part to share what they've gone through and what they've overcome and accomplished. Um, you know, for me personally, it's, I don't really have any rhyme or reason <laughs> with, with what I do on my, my personal page. It kind of just, you know, things come to me and, you know, I try to be as, as real as I can, you know, and you know, there's a lot of fake people out there, but um, like I said, you know, I struggle a lot with my identity and I still do today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could use a definitely use some direction on there. But um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun learning a lot about myself here the past couple of years, few years, and um, learning about you know what other people have gone through. And you know, we're, I I greatly look forward to telling stories and sharing other people's messages and hopefully impacting the lives of the listeners. What's been the most valuable life lesson from 2011? And- up to now that you've learned and that you're able to share with the world, share with the people that you meet, even through your nonprofit? Well, that is a, that is a deep question, Um, man. For me, really, it's kind of putting other people first. You know, I I lived a very selfish life. Coming up through like my early 20s, especially during the military, uh, a lot of my you know lifestyle was to benefit myself, and uh, you know I didn't have anything else to live for. I didn't have you know family or wife or anything like that. Or, um, but I think since 2011, I mean really since 2016-ish, you know things I just had a lot of a lot of mind shifts and kind of saw you know, the the who I was and you know the way I looked at life and I didn't value it uh, like I do today. Um, a big part of that was internally, spiritually as well, and getting closer with, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So um, being able to find, you know, what, what God had for me in my life and how I can hopefully project that onto 
others that might be in the same situation. But yeah, really, it's just been kind of putting other people first. And it's been a complete 180 for me. You know, I mean, I, I love the way life has gone for me now. I love the, the gifts that um, I'm blessed with. And um, yeah, I really hope that I can do that for others. So with the transition in the life experience you had, Perry, what is it that you believe God was telling you that needed to or should change for you to be a betterment for yourself and for what he had destined for you in your journey? I was just extremely unhappy. Um, even as, as a kid, I, I grew up with a lot of uh, bad depression that followed me throughout my my years. And um Again, even through the military, I, when I went through, you know, I, I wasn't one of the kids that you know grew up wanting to be a SEAL his whole life. Um, that was something that I decided later. I was already in college when I decided to join the military, and I guess a part of me did it to try to prove something to myself. Um, you know, I, I was really trying to prove anything to anybody else, but, um, I was hoping that like, doing something as big as that would, you know, help me, help me with my, my self-confidence and, um, things like that. But, uh, it did, you know, it actually didn't give me the peace that I had hoped it would, um, you know, as it, it was actually leading me down different directions that, uh, you know, I didn't like. And, um, you know, one day it kind of just took, looking in the mirror and, and realizing that I didn't like the person looking back at me and um, I didn't know how to change it. So um, once I went through that kind of breakthrough, if you want to call it, um, yeah, really it was just what I could, you know, <laughs> try to do for myself. And um, yeah, it, it was a long journey. It was a long journey, very, very kind of hard to explain, but um What, what is the first memory that comes to your mind that changed it? Um, let's see. I was, it was in 2016. Um, I was actually, uh, I was attending this, this, uh, local church here in San Diego and every year they put on a, a men's conference called Emerge and there's, you know, 1200 plus men that come. It's a very active weekend um they do a lot of different um manly competitions it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's a good way to you know bond with some some brothers and some friends and uh but it was during that time like uh it was in one of the worships and it just it hit me you know i kind of it was the first time i opened myself up i opened my heart up and kind of let myself kind of get in and um big big shifts happened for me there and from that day on, it was that was March 25th, 2016. And from that day on, um, like I said, it was just a, like a 180. Uh, I just started becoming a different person. I mean, you can talk to my wife about it. I mean, she saw the physical changes in me and, uh, you know, all, all for the better. But ever since then, I've been able to kind of view life differently and, and just be happy with who I am as a person and with you know what I've been called to do here Um in the community. And how did that transition now into the nonprofit that became official in 2017, but you started it in 2016? Correct. Yes. Um, so when we, we started active valor, um, I guess for your listeners, but what active valor is, um, it is a, a nonprofit here in San Diego that is basically like a big brother program and what we do is we take transitioning veterans and pair them up one-on-one as a mentor to a child that has lost a parent in the military whether it was in combat um, from ptsd related suicide and we we host a series of these big themed outdoor adventures here in san diego where our vets can you know pass on their years of acquired skills and knowledge to these kids that don't have access to that type of learning anymore to you know, teach them things that their, their fallen military parent would have been able to teach them if they were still around. And, um, we really started it for the veteran aspect. Um, I started it with, with, uh, my wife, Jamie, who, you know, 
at the time we were still just dating and we were i was fortunate enough to be able to be around a lot of veterans here in san diego and to see to see the trends and in the the struggles that a lot of veterans have with their transition and really you know whether they you know had a family had a new career outside of the military there was still that that lack of service in their life there was still that purpose that was missing in the mission you know it's these guys and gals get out of the military and you, you, you take away their mission in life and um, we wanted a way to kind of combat the symptoms that a lot of vets face and so for us, it was like, how do we take these veterans, utilize their skills, let them, you know, use the things that they've learned over their years of service. And um, it was it was hard for us to kind of consider what that would be like, you know, because we didn't want to just start a program where you know, we were taking them out doing community service type work, you know, which is all, you know, fine and everything, but not a lasting um, impact on their life. And so we had to sit and think about, you know, what that really meant. And how do we you know serve others in need and so the um the gold star community which is again so a gold star family is somebody who has lost a family member um while serving on active duty um the gold star community was just a, a, a perfect fit and it's like here you have one side where you have these veterans that have now lost their community in the military you know once they discharge there's a lot you lose is the, the your camaraderie the brotherhood the sense of responsibility the sense of serving a greater purpose and then you have this uh the gold star family community that have that have lost their connection to the military due to you know the loss of their um, husband or wife that's serving and so bringing them both together they have so many things to to give one another and there was really no better pairing that we could do um these you know families have gone through great tragedy and loss and there's not a lot of people that can understand that unless they've gone through it or been around it. And, you know, speaking yeah, as a veteran I'm in, in all the veterans that work with us, you know, everyone's lost somebody in the service, um, you know, a friend or teammate. And, you know, as a veteran, there's really no bigger honor to serve your fallen brothers and sisters than to be there to serve their family once they've passed. Yeah, you, you touched on a, a good point there about, you know, veterans coming back and going through that transition without that specific mission and uh, and finding that new purpose. And one of the things I always talk about is when we come back and we try and find that purpose, you know, we have, we have a responsibility to do something amazing with our lives because we were fortunate enough to make it back and we have the ability to make an impact, which is why I love what you're doing so much with these kids. Cause I, I look at it from being a father and if I was, you know, to be killed in action or something were to happen to me, I would love to know that there's an organization like this to, you know, help with my daughters and whatever those families out there are, are craving and looking for. So it, it's, it's amazing what you're doing. When you have these mentors, these veterans, come in to mentor these kids what's the the time frame that that happens are they placed with them for a certain period of time or is this like a an ongoing relationship as long as they want to keep uh you know is i guess is, is it up to the veteran or how long how does that work yeah good good question um so how the the pairing works is once a gold star family reaches out to the organization um, they go through a pretty extensive questionnaire just to kind of give us a feel of, you know, what the, what the kids are like, what their interests are, what their you know favorite subjects in school are, what kind of list, uh, music they listen to, movies they like, you know, things like that. So we can try to figure out as much of their personality as we can. Um, and if they're open to it, if they're able to, you know, share as much as they want about their fallen parent, um, that also helps us with the pairing pro uh, process. And so once we get X amount of kids that sign up, then we <clears throat> go into the community and find the veterans to pair them with. And so they'll go through the same questionnaires and we'll we try to uh, pair them up as best as we can, personality wise or um, 
you know, if their their parents served in a certain capacity, we try to, you know, pair them up if they're from certain communities or not from the military. And once they're a pair, they they're a pair until they're no longer with the program. And um, one of the, the the best pieces of feedback we've gotten from all of the the Gold Star spouses is that you know there's there's not a lot out there that offer their kids the the one-on-one ongoing mentorship, and that's what we really strive to do. Um, we did what we do is an a once a year you show up, you have a good time, and leave. Uh, we really want to focus on building real lasting relationships. And um, so for right now, all of the kids that, that are part of the program um, have lost their fathers. And so they are all paired with a male veteran. And, you know, the, it's not their job to be the new dad. You know, it's, it's they're, they're not trying to fill that role. Uh, but just to be that positive role model and male influence in their life. A um, majority of the families that come to us are still in single parent homes, you know, and so there's mom in the house that wears all the hats that's in charge of doing everything in the home, bringing the kids to their events, their sports, their school. And um, so we, we just try to fill the gap as far as, you know, things that they aren't able to do for their kids. And, you know, there's a certain things that the male's role is in the house. And um, so, yeah, we, uh, once they're paired together, we keep them together for as long as we can. Um, we've, we've unfortunately have lost some veterans due to them, you know, moving, moving out of San Diego, relocating. And, um, but, uh, yeah, as, as far as that goes, you know, we, we try to keep them together for as long as possible. How often do you, how often do the, the veterans connect with the kids? Is this like a, a once a month type deal or is it you guys establishing the mentorship and then the veterans and the families? building that, uh, that bridge to do stuff on a, on a weekly or monthly basis. So our, our big adventures are three times a year. Um, we have a, a spring, summer and fall event in between. We'll do some smaller meetups just to keep the connection going, get everybody together. Um, when we're together, to be completely honest, it's, it is like a big family reunion. Um, when we started out, our first event was in September of 2017, where we had 11 veteran and Gold Star Kid pairs. Um, since then, we've quadrupled that, and we have um, 45 pairs with the program now. And in between the events, we, we highly encourage all the veterans to be proactive in the, you know, the life of their mentees, and that's really up to the, the relationship that they can form with the kid and the parent. You know, it's on them to... to exchange contact information and it's it's whatever their comfortable or their comfortability level is um, and we have we have some vets that see their kids multiple times a month they take them to concerts fishing uh, well, maybe not so much anymore with all the quarantine stuff but um that's something that are really proactive and uh which which means a lot to us you know it means that they they care about what they're doing they care about their role as a mentor and uh, that's something we take very seriously. But um, yeah, it's really outside of active valor. Is it's up to whatever the uh, the family and the veteran can kind of come up with. That's pretty amazing. What I like to add to that is the care packages. And I don't know if I'm jumping. Um, I don't want to jump like from one topic all the way into another topic. But it seems like they could be unison in the aspect of that. Is there synergy with the Valor Adventures and care packaging? Are they two separate entities? What what benefits or what differentiates those two aspects of your company? Yeah, so there there are two there are two different entities really. Um, so the the care package program we have on the website is um, you know for anyone who, who goes on and, and and sees that it's where people can purchase in an X amount of care packages that are being shipped overseas. And so once we get a, a purchase in, um, these boxes are, are packed by veterans and sent overseas to different units um, who you know, need resources. And it's kind of how we, we started. Um, while we were kind of putting the Valor Adventures program together, 
this is what we started doing in the meantime, just to get us rolling, get us uh, proactive and doing something for our service members. And so it's, yeah, two totally separate different things. Um, but since then, we've also had some of our Gold Star kids who um, um, were uh, in high school. And so at their high school, they started an active valor club, which they gathered other students from their school and their club. And their their whole mission was to build care packages and send overseas to uh, troops in need. So it was really cool for us to see our kids take the initiative and on their own be like, hey, we want to do this. We want to represent Active Valor and what you guys do and what it's done for us. And it just it spoke light years for us. You know, we were just completely, you know, beyond blessed on them wanting to do that. But um yeah, so for as, as far as it goes for us, like on the actual website and stuff, it's it's two totally different different aspects. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Stephen, down down range as a as a military service member, getting a care package is like Christmas. I mean, it's, no, it's uh, the world, man. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, even matter. What's it, in it, it could be you could get a box full of like thumbtacks and beef jerky, and it's I mean, it's like <laughs> the greatest day ever. Oh. Hey, and, and what happened, like when you guys are away or, you know, like somewhere where you don't have easy access to things as precious as is that is to you is what you expressed, Aaron. Um, what would be the most valuable necessity that you would need? Or is it just anything? Uh, speaking for, for my view on it, it's, I feel like it's really about the lifestyle of the person. <clears throat> For me, I used to love getting, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to laugh and you, this might shock you, but supplements and, you know, protein powders and protein bars, things I could throw in my pack and, and travel with. Um, hygiene stuff was, was really important, but you know, some people might want books or, uh, you know, whatever, <clears throat> whatever they need for some therapy. Cause you can get a decent amount of, of products at the, at the exchanges and stuff that are on base, but the further out you go to the, the smaller bases, I mean, you might end up in, you know, the asshole, the armpit where you might not even be able to barely get water. So it, it really just all depends on what that veteran is, is uh, looking for. What I love about that. And to, to add is with these care packages, what's interesting. And if you can tell us more, Perry is you have hygiene taste from home, comforts from home, and then care package donation. Can you intermingle these or do they have to be specifically to what the packages are designed for? Um, I mean, there's, there's some, some wiggle room in there. Um, some people like just want to throw money at care packages, which is great. And so what we, what we do actually, how we, how we even find the groups to send overseas um, there's a couple different ways. And one is with all of our veteran mentors, you know, we reach out to anybody if they know um, any active duty service members that are in need of supplies. Um, or there's, there's some other websites as well that you can go on. And um, it's, it's people that are in country currently that register for these websites and they put on, you know, where the, their unit is how many X amount of females, X amount of males, what they need the most. So sometimes they're extremely detailed and like, Hey, we need these items. We cannot get any of these on base. Um, the more descriptive they are, the easier it is on us on what we are going to you know, pack the boxes with. But um, yeah, we really kind of just find the ones that look like they're in the most need. Um, it's, it's obviously harder if, if they're a, a really big unit in, you know, we only have X amount of care packages to send out. Um, sometimes we have um, like a, a chaplain that will be on there and they collect all the goods and then everyone from base will just go there and, you know, take what they need. Um, so it's really, if, if, if people purchase an, a, whatever package from the website, we try to keep their money designated to what they purchased it or what, the, what they purchased. Um, but if it's just like a care package donation, that kind of just goes into the the funds and then we, we place them wherever we see the most need. Well, like someone like Aaron who would want supplements or protein power or energy <laughs> bars, <laughs> like, can you add that in there? Can, 
can I, can you, they be tailored and someone send you a note saying, can you add something from GNC or vitamin world or something? Oh yeah, absolutely. So like I said, if people are super descriptive on what they want, I mean, we've, we've come across some units that specifically want supplements, um, or specifically need hygiene products. So, um, we can definitely tailor to whatever. And we would, we would rather send them things that they want or need as opposed to just filling it with some random things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, we can fit all needs. Uh, we, we've had people that we have sent packages to write us letters and they're like, Hey, you know, thank you so much for this. Um, you know, if you guys are able to send more stuff, you know, here's things we need. So again, if they can be more specific and detailed in their ask, then it makes life a whole lot easier in us and they get what they want. Now, here's the thing. Let me know. And I, go ahead, Aaron. What were you about to say? No, go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. I was going to ask. So two things, actually three things here. One with the care package, let's say you send something to Aaron. Can he make a video like you guys have your cell phone on you? Can he make a video tailored to saying, Hey guys, thank you so much. This is what I received. Send that out. And it's something that you can post on your social media. The second thing of it is, uh, to add into it, um, can children, are there testimonies out there with the children and the, um, uh, the service men and women of like before and afters of what had happened with their interactions with each other. Um, what was the relationship? So is there a pre um, and post interaction and something that people can be like, wow, like the transition of what happened in this child's life or wow, like something, something so simple to, to most people really affected Aaron's life and look at this testimony of him being hundreds of thousands, millions of miles away. And my package really helped. Is that something you guys are looking to do? And then the third is to, to just really go and just, just bring that all together of children, testimonials, um, active men and women overseas with their care package testimonials, and then just putting it together, just really showcasing how something so selfless, um, impacts on a level that is just invaluable um so as far as the care package stuff goes that's really on the people receiving it um within the packages we do write them all letters and let them know who we are and you know what we do and we've gotten we've gotten photos back uh, which have been great of the you know the people with our care packages um, we haven't got any videos yet, but um, as far as if we can share them on social media, again, it's all up to them if, you know, if they're um, able and willing and allowed um, for us to even do that. Um, as far as the testimonials go for the families, um, we actually, we, we do a few. It's uh, the funny part is with how active these kids are, how energetic they are, um, Sometimes you get them in front of a camera and they're super shy and quiet. So mm. we've uh, we've actually done a few testimonials with the the child and the parent. Um, none before. Um, we haven't done any any pre um, testimonies or videos like that. You know, because we we don't meet these families until they come to their first adventure with us, and so um, you know, their our our interaction with them is is very minimal um, before you know they're a part of the Activelar family. And, um, but we have gotten some great testimonials, some that are on our website and our YouTube channel, but I'm actually working on one currently, um, that will be going online. That's being, um, uh, with one of our families and, and the mentor. So it's, a uh, it's something we look to do more of. It's just, it gets a little challenging with obviously the sensitivity of, you know, why they're with us in the first place. Mm -hmm. But, um, Usually the spouses are the, the spouses are great. All the girls are spouses have been they've you know we've become really close with them and they're they're willing to share their story with us and uh, and with whoever. But it's yeah, it comes down to the comfortability level of the the children and you know what they're willing to say, what they want to say, um, if they're able to to be on camera and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it's 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 hit or miss. Um, but we are looking to do more of that because again, like I said earlier, it's you know, they have some 
pretty inspiring stories when it comes to things that they've overcome and have achieved um, throughout their their tragedy. And you know, you, we really want to hear stories of strength and resiliency. You know, you listen to these family stories and what they've had to endure. Um, but yeah, we're we're hoping to do more of that because again, it's it's what you know we strive to do with with the organization and to impact these families lives and they've all had amazing things to say about their experience with us and it warms our heart and it's definitely something that we want to be able to share with other people yeah it's it's so powerful especially dealing with with uh with kids i mean it i i uh I just have so much respect for what you're doing with this, with this foundation. And speaking of that, what, like, so if I'm, if I'm mistaken, correct me, but you're right now, you're currently in San Diego. And what is the goal? What's your ultimate goal with active valor? Is it to have uh, a team or something in place and, and each state or select cities or how does that look? Yeah. Good question as well. So, yeah, right now we we only physically operate in San Diego County. Um, all of our all of our veteran mentors are local. Um, we have about half of our Gold Star families that are local, and then half that travel from out of San Diego to our events three times a year. And some are in you know Northern California, some are in Arizona. We have one of our Gold Star spouses and her four sons that fly in from Fort Worth, Texas, you know, three times a year to be a part of the events. And ultimately, our goal is to be able to bring as many Gold Star families to us as we can. And so we've actually had, so everything, all all the families we get, since our very first adventure have all been through word of mouth. It, um, we haven't advertised for it whatsoever. It's just been through the gold star spouses, you know, sharing the photos and videos of an event on their social media. And that community is very well connected with one another. And um, so we get inquiries from all over the country that want to be a part of the program. And, you know, right now we're not financially in a place where, you know, we have the ability to, fly in and lodge all these families three times a year. Um, but ultimately that's our goal is to be able to have the means to make this accessible to every family that we can. Um, we don't currently see ourselves going to other cities. Um, one, San Diego is a great destination. And so a lot of people look forward to coming out here. Um, normally they come out for an event, they stay for the weekend, they have friends or family that are in San Diego that they stay with and get to see. Um, but with with what goes into the adventures, and so for people that are listening and, and you know, haven't been able to see it, you can go on our website and we do post event recap videos for all of our adventures. And they are extremely detailed <laughs> that uh, myself and my wife do to put these on. And a lot of the things we do are very like handcrafted and designed to, you know, have a fun experience for these kids. And it's, it would be hard for us to try to duplicate that anywhere else right now. Um, so yeah, our, our main focus is to be able to, to have the means of bringing people to San Diego and have them be able to do it on our dime. Yeah. I've, I've seen the videos there. These are events that will, impact these kids for a lifetime. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're very extensive activities. Uh, I mean, sh- some of them I'd like to be involved in. We'd love to have you, man. You're not that far away. With the recent testimonial by Teresa. Yeah. Just, to- well, and I love San Diego too. So, Oh, so go ahead, Aaron. Oh no, I'm, I, I got it. Maybe there's a delay. Uh, um, so there you go, Perry. Take him up on it. Get him on out there. <laughs> yeah, him, him. So Perry, Perry, and I actually—I uh, don't even remember how we met. Maybe it was through uh, Eric with Trident Coffee, who's a, a Navy SEAL too. Uh, but I don't even remember how 
initially Perry and I connected, but we've been, we've been talking about trying to link up, but just between our schedules, it's been tough. And, uh, I owe him a workout, especially a leg session. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing I don't think I'd want to do with you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's happening. (laughs) He said it's happening. uh, I won't be able to walk for a month. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back to, uh, boot camp <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah we uh it was it was through instagram um i think through the active valor page maybe but um it's, it's weird because we've talked so many times and we've conversed online so many times that i'm like man when did we meet and we've ever we've never actually met in person before and yeah it's just weird how you can build those relationships with people now over like a social media platform and it's you know i, I feel like i've met you hundreds of times yeah same that's the best thing that you guys are doing. Everyone's doing now is taking the situation and saying, listen, let's connect. What can we do to build positivity, focus on positivity, get, get my message out there, you know, just like with active valor, you know, when, um, Aaron brought this to the table and, and informed me about it and told me about it. It's like, yeah, you know, he wanted to know, am I interested in, in people that are everyday people who live lives and, you know, uh, that aren't celebrities. I'm like, absolutely. Everyone has a story to tell there. I don't believe in a census is absolutely accurate. I believe we already have 8 billion people in the world. I don't know why we are still seeing the same recycled information over and over again on practically every platform. This is a story. Put this on CNN, put this on Fox and ABC. I don't care what this one's doing or that one's doing or, or whose lipstick, you know, sold over a million. What is that going to do for anything? Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, Stephen, that I like to, to talk about whenever I get the opportunity and <clears throat> Perry's a perfect example of this. There's this stigma that veterans just come back from being overseas or having served in a combat environment or whatever the situation might be. But, there's this stigma that we have as veterans that we're, that we're broken, that we all need help. And, you know, it's like, woe is me, poor guy, you know, how can we help him? But at the end of the day, really what it comes down to is we've got life experiences that a huge number of our society don't have. We have, we have these life experiences where we could, we have the ability to change lives and do things that are amazing and we have so much to offer coming back. <clears throat> so it's trying when you find that new purpose and you, you know, you're trying to figure out where you fit in. It's really understanding that, that just because you're, you know, logged into this uh, weird way of thinking about what, what veterans are like when they come back. Uh, Perry is a perfect example of coming back and, and using that, that skill set to do something good to be the change. And, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I, I see a lot of veterans trying to do that and it's trying to break through the stigma of the, uh, the veteran suicide rate and, and just a lot of the things that <clears throat> bog us down as a veteran community, because we, like I say, we have so much to offer our communities and, and society as a whole. And I just hope more people can understand that. And we're not always looking for a handout. You know, we, we, we have things that can be beneficial for, people of all walks of life. Yeah, that's a great point, man. And I feel like with all the veterans that, you know, I've been able to, to come across, to work with, to, you know, to be, to befriend ever since I've gone on the military, it's like these, these men and women come with great amount of work ethic. You know, they come from a place where they're, they had to be put in very tough situations to be problem solvers. And it's a lot, like you said, with a life experience, you know, being in the military makes you grow up pretty quick. Um, you know, I, I was in 12, 20, 20 years old when I enlisted. And, you know, you, you look at things I've had to learn and do as opposed to, you know, people that I, you know, was friends with that never served. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole different world. And you, know, you put these men and women in, you know, a new environment and a new job. And, you know, they're going to be the ones that get the work done. And there's a lot, there's a lot that the vendor community can offer. And uh, I do think nowadays people are kind of realizing a little bit more and it's been really comforting to see the push of, you know, hiring veterans and getting these men and women new 
experiences outside the service because you know there's a lot that we can bring to the table yeah i mean just just being so young and what you just said you're you know you were 20 or whatever the age was but you get put in these situations with such limited resources and some of the most austere environments and you're forced to adapt and just respond to it in some way where you know you're you're dealing with safety, you're dealing with health, you're dealing with so many different issues. And it's, it's, it's funny when you come back to the States after <clears throat> being gone for so long, and part of my transition coming back was just, you know, going into a subway to get a sandwich and just hearing people freak out over the fact that they're out of pickles or, you know, <laughs> you put too much mayonnaise <laughs> on my sub, you know, yeah. it's like such yeah. trivial things when, when you, when you really think about um, how, blessed we are here in, in, in the country just to, to have what we have. And so it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see what you're doing, man. And I, I love what you're doing and I'm, I am excited to, to see you grow and hopefully we get to meet each other soon and I can be involved in, in some way. Yeah. We'd love to have you, man. I mean, we, we greatly appreciate the, the support you've given us, you know, just from, you know, I think it's been a couple of years now that we've been connected and, you know, we're, we're excited to see where things are going to go. And we're, we are at that point, we hit our two year mark and we are kind of where we thought we would hope to be in five years. And so things have been moving very quickly for us. Um, so now it's, you know, the, the matter of finding the right resources to help us grow and uh, continue to impact the lives of these vets and these gold star families and as much as we can. But, um, you know, we, we appreciate people like you that are be that are able to give us a voice and you know share our story and our mission with others. And I'm I'm going to be honest. And Aaron, you're absolutely correct. The, there needs to be conversation about this. And I know I was very transparent with you, um, with having family members in the military and law enforcement, and even working for the government. Um, I don't have a positive memory. Um, of what happened to my family members of when they either came back or stopped serving. Um, it, it was very emotional. It was a little bit traumatizing because the person that left wasn't the same person that came back. My, my main support as an ally for every person that serves is you guys deserve more before you enlist, when you enlist, when you return. The number one thing and I know everyone has, you know, certain things that they deal with, but a veteran should not be homeless. A veteran should not be left out on the street. A veteran should not be left in some subpar housing. You guys should not be on some capped check assistance or health care. You guys should be given primo government level, superior to government level of care and health and money, and housing. You should not have to worry about finding a job. You should not have to worry about, oh my God, all right, I can go to school and get help from the government, but what about my money, even though there is subsidiary there? Things need to change to where if you are serving this country in any branch, you should be given the luxury to be able to be worry-free from money. And if Either one of you, any military veteran, all people that are listening, that are going to listen to this, you have any family members that are out there that served, they should not have any reason or been given any reason from the government, from society, from where you get your checks to have to stress. If you want to go to school, get $5,000 a month and have your housing paid for, great. Whatever it is to make your life comfortable until you go into the office or tell the government, listen, I can sustain myself now. Thank you for the help. I am ready to get back and to be of service to society because I am emotionally, mentally, and physically capable of doing so. But, in, but with my family, none of them were able to do that. They gave up college because they couldn't afford, afford it. Or they gave up the idea of, all right, well, I'm making a certain amount of money, so I got to go to work, so I can't go to college to get additional education to make more money. There was always this give or take, and it's unacceptable. Once again, you guys deserve better. 
than what I have seen you get. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, hopefully that will one day change. I mean, we're in some pretty polarized times right now, so it's hard to even think about that being a, a possibility. But I always believe there's a chance for anything positive to happen. I mean, we, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, we are on the front line to give our lives for what's supposed to be the freedom of our country. So you'd think that'd be somewhat important. Uh, yeah, I could, I could go on and on. This could get political and everything, but I, uh, I'm definitely not going there. (laughs) (laughs) I support you. Even if you did, honestly, even if you did, I'm passionate about you guys and it, 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 and I'm going to be honest, whether someone is dealing with a substance issue, uh, an emotional issue, whatever it is, no service man or woman should be living on the street. That pisses me off. And there is nothing in this world to justify it. Even if that person chose it, the number one thing that should be asked, what led that person there? Not enabling, being like, oh, there's an issue here. Okay, well, if that's, no. Ask just ask the person, offer, and just at least give the service man or woman an option to say, here's where I'm at. I do need help. I didn't want to be a burden to my family. I thought I was a burden to my family. I was led to believe I was a burden to my family. But if you think you can do something to help me, do it. That's what should be offered. Well, to speak um, you know, positively on the veteran community, what we've seen, especially in San Diego, uh, but I know that there's there's many organizations around the country, but, you know, a lot of these vets are seeing where there's a lot of lack, whether it's, you know, with the VA or anything like that, and they're doing something about it. I mean, there's a ton of veteran-run organizations in San Diego here alone that, you know, they, they see a problem. And again, you know, we're, we try to be problem solvers the best we can, and they fix it. And so I think one of the hardest things is just knowing where to look, knowing, you know, doing your research and seeing the different organizations that are actually going to be able to help you. And one of the worst things, the one of the, the worst aspects about being a veteran is taking care of yourself. You know, I know a lot, a lot of guys who, you know, at the drop of a hat would do anything for me or for any of their fellow veterans, but they're going to be the last people to ask for help for themselves. And so, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the issue lies with, you know, the, the pride that we have, um, the, like you just said, you know, being the thought of being a burden onto others, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that out there that just aren't true that we tell ourselves and, um, and to also know that you're not the only one going through it. You know, we, when we started bringing all these vets together, um, you know, it's, these guys are also you know meeting each other for the first time and, and they're like, wow, like this. Here's a guy who served in the same capacity as I did, going through the same issues as I do. And, you know, they've, they've been able to connect, create relationships and friendships from there. And I think for some reason, when we, when we get into that isolation issue, um, one, the thoughts just start spinning in your head. And for some reason, you know, you think that you're the only one going through this. You know, there was times when I got out, um, I would go like, literally four or five, six days without even seeing another human being. Like I would just be a recluse and just stay in my home and not want to be a bother or burden to the world. And, um, you know, that's just something that we need to overcome on ourselves, like in ourselves and, um, you know, just have the, the courage to, to put yourself out there to be vulnerable and to ask for help because there's, there's a lot out there available to us. You know, it's just a matter of finding it and being able to be like, Hey, I need assistance and, and going for it. Yeah, you, you you nailed that, Perry, with that one word you just said, vulnerability. <clears throat> that's uh that's a game changer when you can embrace that because I've talked about it before. We actually were talking about it, I think last week on another interview, where uh just embracing vulnerability and not not uh not being so in your head and having to be so stoic about everything because that's the way you're you know, the military brings you up. You don't embrace vulnerability because it's looked at as a as a weakness, but in the real world, you kind of need some of that to be able to function properly and relate to people and, and get things done. 
Absolutely. Um, the Teresa, with Teresa Perry, the Gold Star Spouse Act of Valor Testimony, which was recently published on YouTube. Do you, did you see that or remember that? Oh, yeah. No, we, we, um, we filmed it. <laughs> Should we take a listen? Sure. Which, uh, which, which one is it? Uh, I think uh, she's done a couple with us. She's standing by a podium. There's a purple background. Okay. So that was, um, yeah, that, uh, that was from our annual dinner last year. So she was our, our guest speaker and she was able to, you know, share the story of, of, uh, the loss of her husband and, you know, what the program has been able to do for her and her voice. Um, she's got two amazing kids. They've actually, they've been with us since the very beginning. And, um, yeah, her, her two sons have been a big, big part of, of our organization. She's been a very big advocate and voice for us as well. We've been extremely blessed to, to have her and, um, I mean, every family that comes to us, but she's, yeah, she's, she's had a great voice for us and, um, support for us. And so, um, yeah, we wanted to be able to, you know, honor her story as well. And she was gracious enough to be able to share that. Um, and that's, I think that's a quick version too. It's like a three minute version. I mean, the the whole speech is just super impactful, brought a lot of tears. (laughs) It was, it was a very emotional dinner, but, um, um, you know, overall, a, a pretty positive message. Let's take a listen. On September 23rd, 2017, the day after the four year anniversary of my husband's death, we officially became a part of the Active Valor family. Anthony's mentor, Tony, <laughs> was warm and engaging with a very shy Anthony. And I looked on nervously as the mentors headed off with the kids into the mountains and prayed that everything would be okay. I could only imagine Anthony complaining about the heat or the amount of walking, whatever other kind of work they had to do on this course. As I sat around with the other Gold Star Widows and enjoyed a beautiful spread that had been laid out for us, it was like a mini therapy session as we were all able to share the struggles we had as single mothers. It was nice to discuss our husbands as oftentimes death is a topic that people are just uncomfortable with. So we glossed over the very tragic but very real part of our lives with many people. We did not have to do that here. As Hunter played alongside us, I was happy that for once we were spending a day outdoors, relaxing, and not another day inside where mom is stressed, trying to get household chores done, and the boys inevitably end up watching TV or playing on iPads all day. The best part was watching Anthony return from the adventure. He came over the hill, (laughs) dirt smeared on his face, carrying an ammo can and a giant grin. I was relieved when he told me how much fun he had, and I knew that this boy, who did not like to feel like he was the only one who had lost a parent, had created bonds with other kids who had suffered the same. As we got in the car for the drive home after a long day, I asked him what the hardest part of this very physical adventure was for him. He said, leaving. Each quarter, my boys look forward to each adventure. When we complete one, their first question is, when is the next one? I always ask Anthony to rank them in order of his favorite, and the current one always ends up being on top, as Perry and Jamie and the mentors and all the other support people continually outdo themselves. I look at each adventure as a mini family reunion and love when we all gather together as one big military family. While each of our journeys have been different, I cannot be more grateful for the veterans who have stepped in to pick up where their fellow service members left off. I've looked into many organizations for my children and this one outshines them all, especially in making the adventures appropriate for five-year-olds like Hunter up to late teens. I know my husband would be incredibly thankful to these veterans for teaching Anthony what an e-tool is or how to use a compass or how to read a map and most importantly, how to kill zombies. (laughs) I know that he would be grateful that now at five years old, Hunter has a mentor who can teach him things other than the lyrics to Taylor Swift songs, which is my strong suit. (laughs) My hope is that this organization continues to thrive and grow, so selfishly, my children can continue to benefit from it, but also so other Gold Star children can as well. Your presence here shows that you have the same hope as well, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Thank you. I, I, that 
We didn't share the tail yeah. on that. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one one thing that she talked about there, which we never considered when we were putting the program together, was <clears throat> we had so much focus on the the relationship between the veterans and the Gold Star kids that we we never really thought about what it was going to do for the parents. Um, whenever we have an event, we have a nice area set up for them. It's got some you know great food, drinks, and activity for them to do. But what we learned just after the very first adventure we put on was how therapeutic it was for the women to be able to sit with one another. You know, they they're women that have actually gone through the same tragedy. You know, it's hard when these widows are speaking with other you know, military wives that haven't gone through the tragedy. And it's like, oh, no, my husband's gone for another six months or whatever it is. And, you know, for them, it's like, well, mine's not coming home. And for them to be around other women and to just talk with one another and share the stories. Um, actually, one thing that Teresa mentioned to us before was it's, it's you know, you, she can't even talk to her family about it anymore because it's, you know, it's it's become, you know, old news. To, to say, you know what I mean? Like um, for them to, to continuously hear, you know, the, the same stories over and over again. And, you know, that, that shouldn't be, you know, they should be able to talk about them as much as they need to, um, but also to, you know, share the stories of their triumphs since their tragedies. And um, it's become, yeah, it, it became very apparent to us after the first event, but, um, you know, now we get to see, you know, what it does on all of the, the women as well as their kids. I like that. What would be the, what, what's the most important piece of information that you would like people to take away <clears throat> from this interview today, learning about active valor for the first time? What's, what's the, what's the most important part of your message to get out there? Um, I would, you know, I think the biggest thing is just, the mission you know and the awareness of what's out there and a lot of people i mean there's a lot out there like Teresa said that that do focus on the gold star community but um you know our our program really offers something that most others don't and you know we we just hope that this story this mission that we have can you know touch somebody else whether it's they're a veteran that's looking to gain a new purpose in life or that they're a goal star family that didn't know about this organization, or there's somebody that has the means or the ability to, you know, help us succeed in our mission and what we do. And, you know, for that, it's just like, we, we have a very strong story to tell. We have many stories to tell and, you know, if we can get that into the, the ears of the right people, you know, we're definitely looking forward to sharing this journey with everybody, um, with all of our, our people that actually, um, give and help us grow. We, we we try our best to actually make them a part of what we do, get them included in the events, uh, whether it's, you know, volunteering so they can firsthand see what their money's going to or, you know, what their support's going to. And, um, you know, we, we really do try to focus on the whole family aspect and relationship building and not just, you know, like having email conversations or something like that, but we want people to actually feel like they're a part of what we do. And you know, I think we've done a good job with that so far, but I think our, our main message to, you know, all your listeners is, you know, we're, we're out there, we exist. Um, we're doing some pretty good things not to be like biased or anything, but uh, I believe in what we do wholeheartedly. And there's a lot of people that benefit from it and that could benefit from it. Overall. Let everyone know where they can find you. Active Valor, drop it. Yeah, so if uh, please head to our website at activevalor.com. Um, on there, you can see all our post-event videos. You can read our testimonies. You can you can donate. Um, we have options for monthly donations as well for people that want to continuously give. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at Active Valor, all one word, and uh, um, and on Facebook as well. And that's really, that's the best way to, to see what we do. Again, we're a very visual organization. Um, if you really want to see some 
awesome videos and photos of you know these these kids just having fun and learning and learning from somebody that has walked in the shoes of their fallen loved one you know it's a it's really inspiring to see and um, i hope everybody will join us and please get those care packages i'm a true avid fan of how you guys have developed those they're important thank you so much i appreciate it any closing thoughts I no, just uh, appreciate you taking the time and listening, hearing me rant, and uh, you know, that I'm very grateful for people like yourselves that, uh, again, give us a voice and a means to get our story out, and, and I appreciate all your support, and um, you know, anything that I can ever do for you guys, you never hesitate to ask. Keep us posted on what's happening, and uh, so we can get it out there in the news, and uh, don't hold back um, contacting Aaron or myself uh, right away. And let's get you back on the air. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us live on air with Stephen Cuoco with Aaron Williamson. And thank you, Perry Yee, for joining us today on Power 98.5. Us on your socials and let's connect. 